0: It's your boy, Tommy V Raw Sex, and we're going to jump right into it. A lot of people like to scream this whole, why do you care if people think about you? Or I don't care if people think about me. Or those people are judgmental or blah, blah, blah. They love to try to push this like, you know, way of being is to not care what people think about you. And I'm going to tell you, that is one of the biggest keys to life. However, when you're a black man, you have to, you can't, you literally can't do that. I mean, you can, and there are some who do, but what I've learned in my own observations is the black men who decide to say, you know what? Fuck all y'all. I'm going to do what's best for me. Not what's cool. Not what's going to whatever, because all that cool shit is a trap. And we're going to get into that in a second, right? Um they have to then divest or they have to basically go find another culture to or not to find it, but they you know eventually will notice that they won't really be able to maneuver through the black community the way they once probably did or could have. You see what I'm saying? Um and this this episode, I'm gonna call it ultimately the Django effect. I love the movie Django, it has a lot going on. I would actually say I've seen a lot of different slave movies and civil rights movies and all that, you know, black people movie, whatever old school. And I would say Django is one of the ones that has the most lessons in it. Like it has lessons in it that are not, not, not put, put onto the uh, forefront of the movie, right? The movie's a storyline, right? You know, Django with Jamie Foxx and uh, Kerry Washington. It's a, I think a Quentin Tarantino film. Is it Quentin Tarantino? What's the other one? another nigga out there like him quentin one of them one of them niggas one of them white boys make all the crazy movies right samuel jackson leonardo dicaprio you, you you know the you know the cast right but there's a there's a very cool lesson or you know display in the movie django i like and i call it the django effect and i don't know if you guys remember this the movie if you haven't i'm gonna break it down um as fast as possible here you have to probably go watch it yourself Or play this episode with somebody who has watched it. And they can break down certain things and explain it to you in more detail. I don't want to spend too much time on it. So here's the thing about what I call the Django effect, right? So he was a slave who was freed by a bounty hunter. For y'all who don't know, a bounty hunter, they pretty much, you know... They're rogue, damn near... Almost like rogue officers of the law. And they have the permission, especially back then to, uh, back in the slave type days, you know, to basically go around America or their country, excuse me, their, their county or their state or just the region, you know, the whole Southeast Southwest, whatever, and capture dead or alive, um, people who were wanted by the law, people who had warrants for the law. And, um, this white guy, this bounty hunter basically found Django so, because he knew Django could help him find some guys he was looking for. Long story short, right? So he, he, he frees Django from slavery, you know, and he brings him to this place, whatever like that, and they're getting ready to go out and ultimately meet some people that they're going to kill for the government, right? But, you know, cause that's their job, bounty hunters, right? Now, Django is now a bounty hunter. So, the cool thing everybody pays attention to in the movie is, oh, there's a black guy riding around killing white guys. There's so much more to that movie than that. Like, if that's all you got from the movie Django, man, you need to go watch it again. So, like, basically, you know, um, he he there's a scene where he gets dressed. The white guy is getting dressed or whatever like that. Or he gets dressed up or whatever. He puts his hat on or something. He does something like that. Right? And he tells Django, okay, well, now it's time for you to pick your clothes. And Django is like... Wait a minute! You gonna pick? You gonna let me pick my own clothes? Like he looked at him like, "Nigga, are you crazy?" The white man was looking at him like, "Uh, yeah, of course. Why would I not? You know what I'm saying?" So Django goes back there and puts on the brightest, most flamboyant, bright royal blue outfit he could find. Right now, let's bring this because that's all I. I don't have to tell you more about the movie, right? Uh, Let's bring this back to today's day what do we see in our culture right as soon as a nigga get a little bit of money a little bit of freedom they want to do everything in their power to separate themselves from poverty or looking impoverished looking like they don't have it or even if it's not just money it could be education that's why so many you you know i've met white people who have all these extreme degrees and like you would never know unless you just ask them black people it's almost like they might as well just walk around and greet you like hey my name is Eddie I'm a bachelor degree having like you know what I'm saying like we can't it's like we just can't wait to show the world like look I'm not like these other niggas I'm not like these other niggas that's kind of what Django's mentality was. Django you see he wanted people especially whites well I guess both I mean you know to um to know I am not a slave so how, what's one of the best ways to let people know back in those days, I'm not a slave. I mean, you put on like a little black outfit. People would do like, when I say a black outfit, I mean color. I don't mean like black people. I mean like a, a, the actual color. You put on like a regular black suit and people might just think, uh, you know, maybe he's just that white man slave and that white man treats his slave pretty nice. See, let's back up a little bit. A lot of people forget. And this is just, you know, adding to this conversation a little bit here. All slave masters weren't just fucking monsters. And I'm not saying that to be the white knight. I'm just telling you the truth. Okay? So, yes, you did have some black men. Even at, Matter of fact, even in the movie Django, right? Look at Steven, right? Steven was wearing a suit. You see what I'm saying? He was. He came outside, you know, looking real clean and crispy, right? Had Leonardo DiCaprio's character took Steven out on, on the town one day, um, you know, people would probably more than likely assume Steven was... Leonardo's slave, and he just loved that slave, and he wasn't scared to bring the slave out to the town. He didn't care what the white people think, because white people didn't like that shit. They'd be like, "Why are you bringing this nigger? Like, don't this is where we eat." Remember, they they didn't look at they didn't look at black folk the same way like we humans like them. So they look at us almost like. Like, imagine you eating somewhere and somebody just bring a dog next to you. Like, like, what the fuck? Why would you bring this dog in here? Like, bro, we ain't here trying to eat. This nigga shaking fleas. Like, he can't even, it can't speak. I can't talk to it. Like, it's, you know what I'm saying? It's a dog. Like, get it out of here. That's, that's how white people looked at it. But when you're walking next to a dude and he's wearing this bright blue, he's on a horse, right? He couldn't wait to get on that damn horse. He, had a, he got a horse and he got a bright blue suit on? Oh, you know that nigga ain't no goddamn slave. You might want to watch how you talk to him. You know what I'm saying? Because not only is he not a slave, but he wants motherfuckers to know what's up. That's how black people are. And, you know, we have to, as black men, ultimately care if people think about us. And I'm going to tell you why, right? especially when we deal with black people because it can get tricky. You can lose out on jobs. You can definitely lose out on women. I mean, which to me, that's not a loss, right? But at the same time, why go through that? Just, just to to be different. But at some point at the same time, that's the double edged sword of this conversation. One of us has to break these chains, man, and say, Hey, we can't live like this no more. I can't live to impress a bunch of broke ass niggas. By showing them I'm not a broke-ass nigga. I mean, because that's who's impressed by all this flashy shit. And the young white kids who have grown up in hip-hop culture now, yeah, they might be impressed. But the older people don't look at you smart. They look at you like this dumb young nigga. He got this loud-ass car. He didn't put off about $10,000 of clothes on him. Like, they... And he not really having like that. See, black people, we live... See, okay... I'm all over the place with this because this is such a all over the place conversation. So just bear with me here, right? So as a as a black man, here are some things I would not advise you do, and this is uh, one of these things is going to st- is going to be the stem of why I decided to make this episode. And I'm not going to tell you which one, for the same reason why this episode is actually very necessary, because most of my viewers are black and y'all are probably gonna not believe me so here's the thing about it right here's some things a black man should not do I'm not saying you can't do it you shouldn't walk somewhere if you have a car unless you're like on vacation you know like you're uh, at a beach or something like that. Or like you're in a really heavy populated area where everybody's walking. Like if you downtown on Edgewood Ave in Atlanta. I mean, duh. You walk to this. guy. right. You're going to leave this venue and go to the next one. You walk to this gas station right quick. Get you some cigarillos. And then you walk down the street to the to the other place. And you walk down here. You don't get in your car everywhere, right? Obviously parking. <laughs> but when you just in your neighborhood on a Thursday and whatever like that. And you got to go get some cigarillos or a pack of beer from the store or... I don't know whatever. I don't know whatever businesses are next to you. What, what I mean, what a restaurant, or anything. Don't walk. I'ma now. Let's stop right there and break that down, Tommy. Why are you telling people they shouldn't walk? Because here's what black people are going to think about you. That nigga don't got a car. Nobody just says to themselves, hmm, he look like he just probably minding his business, kind of go get. Maybe he lives right there. No, it's he don't have a car. Now the people who have seen you who don't know you. And they've seen you driving before, and this is why you see so many young niggas these days getting these Hellcats and these really, like, manly cars. So they could probably walk a little bit, because here's what happens if you drive a regular car, a car that could be a girl's car or a guy's car. I mean, girls drive Hellcats, too, but it's just not common. You know, when you see a Hellcat, you assume it's going to be a guy driving it, Right. But if you drive like a Nissan Maxima or Altima, that's a unisex car. Both male and females whip whip the motherfucker. If you drive a Toyota Camry, both male and females whip the motherfucker, Especially the little white ones with the red leather seats, right? So, here's what happens if they've seen you in a car before, but now you're walking. They're going to assume that's not your car. Yeah, he has access to a vehicle, but I guess not today. Because look, his black ass is walking. Because when black people have something, they use the fuck out of it. That's why. You know what I'm saying? Um, and it was so crazy. I, I remember when I when I lived on the South Side, um, I had to kind of like have this same pep talk with myself. Like, you you have to do what's best for you. You have to do it smart. You know? And um, I was scared to get on a train. And I'm like, yo, you used to basically damn near live on the train. That's how you got everywhere. And I was like, you know what? I, today, I'm going to... I got to go downtown to do something. I'm going to drive my car to the train station and I'm going to get my happy black ass on the train. And I don't care what girls look at me and think, "Oh, there go another broke ass nigga getting off the train." I don't care what niggas look at me and think the same thing because I have to get to where I got to go, and it'd be actually easier and cheaper for me to just use the train service. I was going to the Georgia, Georgia World Congress Center that day. The train pops you up right there next to it. You know what I'm saying? A car, I have to drive all the way downtown, which, you know, from the south side about 15 minutes. You know, I have to drive downtown. I have to find parking. I'm probably not going to be able to park over there because there's a marathon going on. Like, I'm going to have to walk anyway. So I might as well just take the train. Whatever. Here I am on the train. And you know what I just couldn't help but do? God, like, I can't be seen as this nigga, right? And this is, this, this is where black men fall into a trap of this way of thinking and caring. And sometimes people are not even thinking that about you, bro. Because guess what? They're on the train, too. Who else can see you on the train besides niggas on the train? But I'm telling you the mind of a lot of especially younger black men before they really become aware of these things. So I'm on the train and I just felt this need to keep twirling my keys on my finger. Uh, It's like I just wanted anybody to walk by knowing like, hey, I'm on here with you guys. Yeah, but I am not no broke ass nigga that need to use this train. Then I had to remind myself that there are wealthy or rich white people who get on a train every day to go to work downtown in Atlanta. Or in Midtown, or if they work on a different side of town, they have to deal with traffic. See, this is how the white man and white people or non-black people think. Hmm, I live in Sandy Springs, but I work in Dunwoody. It'd probably be easy for me to just take the train. Yeah, come on, let's go to the train station. I'm going to give me a weekly pass. I'm going to park up here every day and take the train. And when I got to go to lunch at work, I'll take an Uber or I will walk. Or I'll get a ride from somebody at work. We can't do that as black people, especially as black men. You can't go get a job. Well, I'm not saying you can't, but you shouldn't go get a job right now. Nobody at this job from day one has ever seen you pull up to work, right? And now here you are asking your coworkers to take you to lunch. But then someone might make a comment and you pull up with this whole, oh, I got a car. I just don't drive to work. Ain't nobody going to believe you, bro. Because niggas don't do that. You see what I'm saying? White people will do some shit like that and they can do shit like that. Niggas don't do shit like that because we know we can't. People are not going to believe you, bro. And now you have problems. So here's what hap- Here's where it boils down to. Yes, you probably should care if people think about you because shit can get real, right? So now here you are. This person assumes you're lying because rain, sleet, hail, or snow... Your ass is hopping off that bus every day to come to work. Or you're in a different car every day between you you getting a ride, whether it's Uber or a friend or something, right? And in their minds, what young nigga who got a car is finna go through any of that shit when he could just get in the car and drive, right? And show everybody he ain't no broke-ass nigga, right? So now they're talking to people. You might even have another situation that might trigger them to do this. So they're like, I don't know, bro. That nigga Tommy, he be capped, bro. Then the nigga tell about something. He he got a car, and that nigga ain't got no fucking car. That nigga come up here every goddamn day on the bus, right? And there might be that cool ass manager right there, but the the cool manager who cool enough to hear a conversation like that and not trip, but also manager enough to make certain decisions and say, you know, damn, I didn't know Tommy had it that hard. Everybody else here got a car. He the only nigga that be really riding the bus. Let me cut back his hours a little bit because I just want to make. I don't want to make it too hard. I didn't know. I didn't know he was taking the bus here every day. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's cold as hell outside. I'm pretty sure have to wait for the bus for a long time. Blah, 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 blah. You know what I'm saying? Like, shh, they assume thing next to you know they cut your hours. You're like, why are my hours getting cut? I was getting 40 hours a week. Now I'm getting like 25, maybe 30. What the hell happened? Ain't nothing changed to my knowledge. You see what I'm saying? It's things like that. You might you might even see a, a beautiful girl and want to talk to her. But she, she looking at you, if you, okay, let's leave the whole car situation alone, right? Now let's look at, okay, the, ne- the next thing I would tell a black man he shouldn't do in black America. You shouldn't dress normal, okay? You need to put a little bit of drip, a little bit of dip in your twist, because if you don't, people are going to assume you're broke. You see, the white man, the white boys, and everybody else, they can dress normal and have money. The more money you get, the more drip you're gonna need to have it. your drip has to always match your account balance. We can't do that. I'm gonna give you a scenario. I'm gonna give you a scenario, right? I I know I'm all over the place in this episode, but I think most of you guys are starting to catch on to what I'm what I'm trying to get out of here, right? So I'm gonna give you a scenario, right? You got a black girl who is a a fine ass black girl too, but she's like an escort, you know, prostitute type, like, you know, do little meetups and cash at me you know those type of girls come on i ain't gonna describe it to you right and let's just give her two two scenarios right she meets up with this black guy to hang out with him or whatever he he's paying her for her time and he's like look baby girl like you know i want to take you out the game like you so bad that like i want to i want to wife you up i'll do anything for you now let's just say this black guy is dressed really regular right but he's young, too. Now, if he was older, he might be able to pull this off. I ain't gonna lie. Like, if he's, like, my dad's age, he could probably pull this off, right? For the most part. But she's still gonna think he, you know, whatever. But if he's, like, my age, and he's really dressed... Now, that depends on when I... And I say regular, I don't mean a white tee and gray sweatpants. I'm talking the way a lot of them rich white guys dress. They wear regular pants, regular shirts, regular shoes. They, they basically might go to Target and get their whole outfit off of Target, which Target has some nice clothes, by the way. Don't sleep on Target. But you get what I'm saying, right? So so basically, she will look at him and she will not even entertain his conversation because, nigga, there's no way you could afford to take me away from this lifestyle. Because when niggas have money, niggas look like money. Same dude, same spill he tries to, you know, give her about leaving the game, right? Put him in some Amiri jeans, with the brand new uh, sneakers with the, you know what I'm talking about? Goddamn, what's a college shirt, with a little, with some tattoos up on his arm, and she might just take him serious. Cause she looking at him like, well he must make some type of money to be wearing these type of clothes. Even though a lot of time, niggas like that are broke. And this is where I say, it's a, that's another reason why I say it's a trap. Cause a lot of niggas get caught up in just the image. As long as I got the image, it don't matter if anything else is actually official. It don't matter about nothing else. As long as I look like that nigga, or at least a at least decent nigga. Nothing else matters, right? Now she won't even entertain his conversation. So let's say tomorrow she go meet up with a white customer. Same age as the black dude, same style of plain plain Jane dressing, right? And let's say both of these the black guy and the white guy both even have the same amount of money. Let's say they're both multi-millionaires right? They just don't look like it because they're not into the flashy shit. When he starts to spill this same spill to her, she's going to assume like, you know what? He might actually be somebody I should at least entertain this conversation of. And it's all because he's white. And it's not because she thinks white men are better than black men. It's not about it's not about that. It's or she wants a white man and not a black man. It's about the fact that that's where the credit the credibility is is removed from the black man. The white man still has his credibility because we don't see that like that, as black people. You know what I'm saying? Like, even when you walking down the street, if a white man stops and say, hey, excuse me, bro, you know what time? Do you have the time? You say, oh, it's 9.30. You look at him, He where he dressed plain, you don't even know, bro, worth 100 million. A nigga walk up to you like that, and you think he broke. You think he ain't got no car, because why else would the fuck would he be walking next to your black ass? And you would think that he ain't got no money because he not really dressed that flashy and fly. Because as soon as a nigga make $20, that $20 is going to a t-shirt. Like, then that's the mentality I'm trying to explain to you. And it's a very scary thing, because like I said, it's a double-edged sword. On one hand, I'm telling you, don't do these things. But on the other hand, I would be dead-ass wrong to be... I hate to use this word. I really do hate to use this word Before lack of better term, as woke as I am and not tell you that we have to break that chain. One of us has to step up out of here and say, I don't care anymore. If these clothes are the clothes that I like or I feel like would fit my budget better, then these are the clothes I'm gonna wear. If this car is more efficient for me, then this is the car I'm gonna drive. If this apartment complex is, is a more efficient for me, then this is the But If I need to take the bus, I need to take the bus. If I don't wanna get a haircut for a month, I'm not gonna get a haircut for a month. See, we can't even do shit like that as black men. You can't go out here and just be looking crazy. White boys can wolf out for two, three months while they working on a project. Black men do that? I mean, he can do it, but people are going to treat him differently. And that's why I say you should care people think, because when you're dealing with black people, while you're still, you know, you're still stuck hanging out with or living around nothing but black folk, people will treat you different when they think you ain't got it. You might be the top nigga in the whole area, but if you don't look like it, people are going to treat you like shit. You can't get on the internet and say some shit like, uh, I'm not going to pay my phone bill this month. I'm finna just, you know, just chill. I don't want to talk to nobody anyway. I don't really technically need my phone as long as I'm in the house. All I got is Wi-Fi anyway. You can't, you can't do shit like that. Because people are going to assume, you ain't trying to duck off. Nigga, you broke and you can't afford to pay your phone bill. And that's why you doing that. You want to know the only person that could do that? People that everybody know is rich. Kanye West can get on Instagram right now and say, I'm turning off my phone for the next six months. And nobody quit. We know Kanye got money. But when you a regular nigga, don't nobody really know what you got, bruh. I don't care how you look either. We, we don't know nothing about you. We can't go your net worth for nothing like that. We ain't heard no big deals go down on, on no articles or nothing like, oh, he just signed an Adidas deal. We don't know nothing about you, bro. We just see whatever you tell us. And now, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, nobody asks you. Here you come telling Instagram or Twitter that you finna cut your phone off because you don't want to talk to nobody. You finna let your phone bill not get paid. Nobody's going to believe that you really just don't want to talk. They're going to think he's broke. White boy, did the same thing. It's like, damn. The most they might think is, is he must not have no friends or something. How the hell are you he to go without talking to somebody on the phone? I can't do that because I got people calling my phone every day. Right? Black man. Oh, no, the nigga just can't pay his bill. So we, we really can't even be free for real And then when people see us and think that we're so restricted And we're so, you know, one way They wonder why But it's like in our community This is how we're raised We, we have to always be sharp because the second that you know we get a little dull, or we just stop caring about what people. Do. We say, I, I'm working on a project for these next couple of months. I'm trying to build something. I don't have time to go sit at a barber shop for an hour. I don't, I don't. And I don't care, I don't got no, you know, whatever. Or I don't feel like driving to the store. I just got home from work, I've been in the car all fucking day, I'm going walk to the store. You know, if, you know, when, When we do even just small things like that, it changes everybody around us that doesn't really know us. And when we're looking for new opportunities, and it could be small things, it could be simply you trying to buy something at a store. People look at you differently when they feel like you just another broke ass nigga. When you just another capping ass, up and down, roller coaster ass, broke ass nigga. Okay? When people think you just lying about all this stuff and everything like that, which is what people are going to assume because black men are known. And this is why. Now there's a there's a deeper reason why. It's not like we're just like this. You know what I'm saying? Don't get it twisted. That's why I brought up the Django effect. There's a reason why Django felt the need to do that. It wasn't just to be, you know, cool looking. There was a there's a deep reason as to why Django felt like out of all these clothes I could probably put on, give me the brightest one. I don't even care if I look stupid in it. Give me the brightest. Remember when he if y'all remember the movie, for y'all who watched the movie, you remember when he went to that that to that house? And he was walking with that black girl, and the black girl was telling him, they finna whip little Jody. Remember when she said, you a slave? He said, no, woman, I ain't no slave. He's he a so you chose to dress like that? So he looks stupid to most people. It wasn't about that. It was, it was. I need this status or I'm not going to survive. It's a survival tactic. When you see the black man and you you guys judge him and you say, damn a nigga riding the bus, but he fresh as hell. What you gotta understand is in our community, Yes, sometimes you might want to make sure your closet and your wardrobe, because first of all, that's what's always there. No matter, everybody not always going to see your car, right? But people are always going to see you. And I remember, i never forget, man, I'll never forget, my, my, my friend Malcolm, I used to get onto all the time, I'm like, bro, he made a lot of money scamming, right? I used to be with him all the time, right? And, um... I'd be like, bro, you, you, know, you make all this money, man. You make a thousand, something dollars every day. Why don't you get in a fucking car? You're driving around in this girl car, man. You got me in this girl car with you. And you know, uh, I was like, nigga, I used to always get on to him, like, bro, you just bought some like, because one time he bought a jacket. This is no cap. He buys this, and it was a nice jacket, too. A nice little red jacket. We go to another mall, I want to say later on that week, and he buys the same jacket. It was a little bit different, but it's like, nigga, this is the same shit you just bought. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, watch it. he's gonna a blue one. Like, you know what I'm saying? And I, I, I used to get on him all the time. And he told me one time, he said some real shit. He said, because you broke don't mean you got to look broke, bro. Because at the time, I was broke and he was helping me get some money. So I, I when he told me that, that one time, I was, he took me to the mall with him. And I was like, I, I want to buy these shoes. But shit, I got to, you know, I got other shit. I got to like, Nigga, buy those shoes, bro. We're going to make more money tomorrow. Buy those shoes because, you know just because you broke them and you got look broke and I thought about like that's some true shit because people take you more serious and as a black man you have to be taken see a white man can go out there he has credibility off, off, off already because of his skin color and because not just his skin color guys and ladies his culture his culture here in America and what it's become is nothing flashy about it you see so he can walk up to people and look regular as fuck hair messy beard untrimmed Regular wrinkly t shirt, wrinkly cargo pants, and some flip flops, and try to talk to you guys and convince you guys that he's somebody special, and y'all will actually listen to him. Black man walk up like that, and we like, yo, where's the hidden camera? Because that's the only way you somebody is if this is some type of social experiment. Because there ain't no way in hell a black man finna make all the money you talking about and dress like that. But why not? That's the twist of this conversation. Why not? If that's how he want to dress. You see what I'm saying? See, well, we can't do that. We can't do that. And then we can't go out there and get money and get fresh and then wake up to a message like this and then stop. Because then what ends up happening is people are like, oh, he must have fell off. Go look at his older pictures on Instagram. He in their designer down. Now he wearing all regular old navy and and, and, and regular shit. Nah, that nigga broke. Him. He fell off, yeah, cap bad nigga. And that that's not that's the beginning of what you have to worry about. Once again, you might see a beautiful woman, but she's already prejudged you or people already got in her ear and told her, not only are you broke, but you're a liar. So now you're missing out on, on some good pussy. You got niggas you might want to do business with, but they don't take you serious enough to take to to really listen to you. You pull up on, I, I've seen niggas do this shit, bro. Niggas see one rich thing on a nigga and be like, yeah, that nigga, bro. I, 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 he says real shit, bro. Like, niggas just get a dick in. Nigga walk up in regular shit, regular voice. He don't got no hood accent. He just like, hey, guys, like, you know what I'm saying? I used to live here, too. I'm from here, and I came up. i to teach you guys how to do this. Get the fuck out of here, man. You just walked up on this first. Where's your car at, nigga? White man could walk up on y'all. He ain't from there. Don't make no fucking sense why he even here talking some good shit. Y'all sit there and listen to the white boy. Indian man, Asian man, shit, certain types of Spanish man too. You know what I'm saying? Black man, y'all get this nigga the fuck out of here. I don't listen to this nigga. He a young nigga like me. Why? Okay, so if you got all that money, why are, why are you wearing them shoes then? That's how we get to thinking. And keep it real, guys. Some of us have actually seen that actually happen. Where somebody would ass look at somebody and be like, Okay, if you're if if you're supposed to be so smart, if you're supposed to be so rich, if you're supposed to be all this, then why are you wearing that? Or why are you driving that? Or why you don't live here? Because for niggas, y'all the type to go out there and make $100,000 and go buy a $70,000 car. Cash. That's why. You give... You give a non-black man, a hundred thousand dollars, and tell him to go buy a vehicle, and he will go lease a car that will probably total up to maybe forty thousand, and that's pushing it. <laughs> that's pushing it. He really wants some twenty-five thousand, thirty thousand dollars shit, or he just gonna go buy a used car. He's not gonna go spend sixty, seventy, seventy racks in a, on a car. But you know, as much as I want to say that that's stupid in the black community, especially if you don't plan on divesting or moving away you know what I'm saying or at least you know including other demographics in your circle that would probably be a very smart thing to do you're going to get more out of life because people are going to take you serious you see what I'm saying don't nobody take you serious driving that jalopy you got it, you got it you got to go get that new that new Hellcat thing man you, you got to go get you a jeep nigga you want to drive a cheap car you really want a cheap car go get you a slingshot then them shit's just like twenty thirty thousand that's, about, that's that's as low as it goes, nigga. That's it. Why is a slingshot, a cheap car, everybody in the hood like it? Everybody in the black community like it. Because it's flashy. They got neon lights. They ain't got no doors. Nigga look like you in a goddamn DMX music video. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, like, son, like, do you hear what I'm trying to explain to you? Like, this is serious shit. And this is why I say it's a trap. Because it it's it, like I, and one part of me, and I keep saying this. I have to keep I have to keep making this very clear. One part of me wants to tell you, bro, you can't do that, bud. But they're gonna judge you. But they're gonna make fun of you. They're gonna hold. they gonna you gonna miss opportunities or whatever it is you're trying to get from these people. Another part of me say, but 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 who's gonna break the chain where we can finally just be free, bro, and have credibility because we're speaking good stuff. It has nothing to do with what clothes I got on or what shoes I'm wearing or if, if my hair is a fresh cut. But in the black community, when you look, when your hair is a little, okay, it's time for you to get a haircut. Your shoes, people don't want, they don't treat you nice. You know who treats you nice? White people. It's Spanish people. And I'm, I'm going to give you an example, Right, There's a show called Atlanta, right? It's Childish Gambino show. It's a phenomenal show. I love the show Atlanta, right? And there's an episode that kind of is like a flashback to when he was a kid. And he goes to school with a fubu jersey. And another kid is wearing the same colored FUBU jersey. And everybody's trying to figure out who got the real one, who got the fake one. So Childish Gambino's character, his name is Earn. It's a predominantly black school. See, Childish Gambino, I know where he's from. So I understand the demographic of where he's from because I'm from over there too. So he, he had one white friend. All his black friends... Man, that shit better not be fake, dog. They gonna get your ass. You know, all up in his. Let me see the tag. Oh, wait till what's his name come to school. He know all the fake clothes from real clothes. His white friend, he's trying to explain, and this is why. This is one of the reasons why I keep me some non-black friends. It's for stuff just like this. You really get to live over there with them. I'm not saying let's abandon our people, but there's a different type of living and liberation. That comes with hanging out with non-black people or black people who aren't so tied into the black, what I what I call the black matrix. You see what I'm saying? There's just some type of liberation that when I try to explain this to my black friends who don't like to hang out with what they call lames and stuff like that, they look at me like I'm crazy. And I'm like, bro, you'll never understand till you go over there. Cause you see, you think you know who you are, but you're nothing more than. The results of having to be stiff your whole life. That's it. If you would take the time to go over there after about three years, I guarantee you'll be a different person, nigga. I guarantee you'll be a different person because you're gonna start to open up and realize there's more to this life, right? So, that's what I love about hanging out with them. There's so much more life to them. Like, we are so stressed out about shoes and jackets and haircuts and with the girls and what car. And, man, they live life over there, bro. So he's trying to explain to his white friend, like, what's going on. His white friend is like, I don't really see the big deal, dude. I like your shirt. I don't think it really matters if your shirt is real or fake. You know what I'm saying? And he's trying to explain to them, like, yo, no, this is serious. See, the white boy is not getting it. This is, and this is why white people... This, this is, once again, double-edged sword I Don't let like the fuck white people. Because they don't understand. See, they, they don't understand. Because in their community, that shit don't matter, bro. I, I I remember when I first went to the whitest school I ever went to in my life. I looked around, I'm like, these motherfuckers. Yo, what the fuck is y'all wearing? Like, they don't care. It was I was so shocked because I ended up going to a rich white school in high school. Not for my whole high school years. But at one point, when I was uh, my third year of high school... I ended up having to transfer to a a white a predominantly rich white people school for a couple months. Then I got in some trouble there, and, I, and then I moved to the east side and went to school over there for a little while. And then I came back to that rich white school, right? And i never forget it, bro. When I first walked to that school, I was, like, disappointed because I figured, okay, these are rich white kids. I mean, I've, I've been around white kids before, but I've never been around rich white kids. These were rich white kids. These motherfuckers don't give a damn about what you got on. You're trying to show them like, yeah, nigga. They like, okay. Why you have so many colors on? Like, that's how they look at it. Like they not, they. Um, I expected rich white kids, Gucci, Louis, Ralph Lauren. Man, they going to that motherfucker man, t-shirt, gym shorts, and some regular white sneakers. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm expecting to see the brand new Christian Dior dress. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm expecting to see all kinds of shit. I can't even pronounce what, how you say that again, Mr. C- 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 what? Like, you know, Vespucci or some shit like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? They ain't there wearing regular clothes. We in the most poorest neighborhoods and niggas is wearing the nicest outfits you've ever... The nicest outfits I've ever seen in Atlanta growing up was always in the worst neighborhoods. Always. That's where niggas is. What? Are you kidding me? Nigga from the socks, they socks is fresh in the hood, nigga. Nigga, no home on me. You know, niggas be sagging their pants. You going to see it, bro. It ain't no gay shit, nigga. Boxers is is designer, nigga, nigga. Nigga, 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 put on a, nigga. The what do you call them shit? The wife beater, nigga. The wife beater is is fresh, nigga. And you like what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? And what people don't realize, and I'm sorry you guys for using so much profanity. Uh, you know, what, what people don't realize is that that's what we have to deal with, man. You know what I'm saying? It's about credibility, people trying to fuck out of you and you avoiding situations that you could have avoided. You know not these niggas had to fight somebody because somebody was talking shit about them? And why was somebody talking shit about them? You see what I'm saying? Like All oh, that shit can be avoided, bro, if you just have your shit all the way. But then again, so what? And that's where th- this shit gets confusing. If you play this episode for somebody who don't know, they go like, "What the hell is this nigga talking about?" But see, us, we know what going on. Cause we like, yeah, I- I've been through that myself. Like, we at some point are like, you know, especially if we have like parents like my parents. You had to kind of tell yourself at one point, but it's time to get on some shit. You know what I'm saying? So that way people don't come at you because when people come in at you, you now taking on problems that Jimmy and Billy don't have because Jimmy and Billy wearing Jordans. You see what I'm saying? So you have to make yourself assertive and that's why you got so many young black men out here, young, ready to damn near go to prison just to look good, bro. And the white boy be like, you tell a white boy like why you robbed that store or why you did this or why you did that. He'd be like, Wow, why, why would you do some stupid shit like that? Just for, for what?" And they're like, "Well, you know, they, they don't get it. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I don't. When I go hang out, what I've learned growing up, being around both black and white kids, when I go with white kids, I don't even. And not that I change how I act. That's that's why they like that's that's why they love me is because of who I am. It's just that I don't go over there with my black people problems." See what I'm saying? Does that make any sense? Like I don't, I don't go over there and sit there and be like, yeah, man, I gotta get the new, the new disc that and the third or man, I'm broke right now. I gotta give me some money or I'll, like I don't even talk about shit. I talk about regular shit with them because they don't want to hear that shit because they looking at that shit like, bro, you're too grown to be worried about what shirt you have on right now. Like, they deadass dead-ass look at you like, who cares, bro? Let's go to this party. You're like, nah, I gotta go home and get fresh. What do you mean you gotta go home and get fresh? What does that even mean? I-, I can't go to a party like this. I'm wearing jeans and a t-shirt. So what, dude? So am I. Like, that's dead-ass how they gonna look at you. Niggas, we like, nah, nigga, go home, nigga, because you gonna make me look bad, right? Like, you know, so to a point where a nigga who not even know good nigga, he will buy you something good if, if you gonna come around him because he like, shit, you can't make me look. It's all image, man. It's all image and I'm not saying black women don't deal with this, but a lot of the things I'm even talking about, the main person coming at us about it is black women. Black women, they can kind of do a little bit different. You see, black women can be 27 years old working at McDonald's. Like, we can't do shit like that. You 27 years old, you you got to get a job? Yes. If there's the only thing to do, I would definitely tell you get a job at McDonald's. But nigga, you better wear a jacket while your ass is walking to work. You don't let nobody know your ass broke at McDonald's at 27 years old. Nigga, are you crazy? You're a black man. You can't do shit like that. People are going to treat you like Shit. And that's going to lead to problems and sometimes those problems can become violent and sometimes that violence can become death innocent bystanders or prison do you understand how serious it is for you to be fresh now do you understand how serious it is to always make sure that you always look like the credibility that you want as a black man we can't we can't play we can't take a day off. We can't get on Instagram and be like, I'm going to let my phone go off. Or, oh, I'm, I'm moving here. I'm moving there. No, that shit don't look right to black folk. we like, no, nah, that nigga, he ain't really going over there. He's he moving over there to that side of town because he's broke. We can't get on Twitter and be like, shit, I'm not buying my girlfriend no nothing for her birthday. You know what I'm saying? They gonna be like, oh, what you you just can't afford to buy your girl? Like people, when black men speak, people are always trying to pick it apart. It's always got to be nah, that ain't it. It's something else. That's why even with black women, when you talk about black women, nah, that nigga just gay girl. Nah, he just hate black women. It's like what so. I can't have a problem with black women. Are you guys so perfect that a black man can't speak on black women ever? I have to be gay. I have to hate black women. I have to hate myself. It's always got to be something else. When black men speak, when we behave, when we move, when we do anything, we it, it can't be what we say it is. it is. It can't. You can't be walking to the store because you just want to get some fucking exercise. No, you're walking to the store because you're broke. You're walking the street because you don't have your own car. You know, you, you can't just not want to talk on the phone because you're chilling tonight. No, you want, you don't want to talk on the phone because you're on the phone with another bitch. You don't want to talk on the phone because you doing gay things with your homeboy. You don't want to talk on the phone because you're broke and you probably got a minute phone. That's why you don't talk on the phone. It can't just be, I'm just chilling. It's, black men, we we don't have no credibility. We have to force it. And we That means that we have to be the top tier of whatever we can be. You see what I'm saying? That's why a black man with no car does not th- think twice about spending $200 on a pair of shoes. Don't think twice. Even though that's at least, what, 5% of what he would need to get a basic car? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you really think about it, bro... When you really think deeply about it, like this is a serious issue. And I, when I was younger, I've been peeped this, by the way. I just figured it'd be done by now. I figured by now, 2020, whatever, these days, the new generation, we'd be like, hey, man, you know, do what you got to do, man. Who cares what people think about you, man? Don't, don't, don't spend your life trying to impress these broke-ass niggas. I mean, think to a club, for example, the black people club, nightclub. You ever been to a black people nightclub? I haven't been to plenty of them. It's the worst thing I've ever been to in my life. I mean, here you got a room full of strangers, ultimately, who are, depending on where you at, obviously they're local strangers. So it's like, you've seen this nigga before, but you don't know him. Like, you don't even know his name, right? Y'all done seen each other before, but y'all don't know each other. And a bunch of niggas who just ran out to the mall earlier that day and bought some outfit to stand here and look at other niggas and other bitches, and they just all stand around looking at each other. Shit, gay as fuck. I mean, I hate going, I'm not even, I hate all black nightclubs. What a passion. Like, nigga, tell me, oh, we we going out tonight, where? I'm, I'm Mr. Where and with who, real quick. I don't go to all black parties. I really, I'll go to a, I, okay, I'll go to some, I'll go to like a black Atlanta hipster type vibe like some bonfire or a blue house on edgewood type shit but no nigga i am not going to lacura the fuck i look like what the fuck do i look like on some serious shit like what the fuck do i look like going to lacura what the fuck i look like going to uh, any of that shit bro the only one i ever liked was mansion elon i i liked mansion elon but mansion elon is is no different from the other clubs i just liked how it looked on the inside Okay, I'm not going to Ice Bar, none of that shit. You got to go in there looking too good. I mean, how can I even have fun? I look too damn good. You go to white party, man, you go in there with that man. I'm not going to give a fuck. They don't give a fuck. All they want to know is you. Man, you can have the hairline shitty. You can go in there in your pajamas. That, that shit make them like you. Dude, I got those same pajama pants at home. You want to take a shot? Like, real quick, bro. You walk into a black folk party looking at them looking like, who invited your homeless, nigga? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You walk into a girl, hey, excuse me, don't talk to me. Hey, bro, what up? Hey, nigga, but, 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 hold on, bro. What's up, bro? I know you, bro. You see what I'm saying? People treat you differently. They treat you completely differently. And that can lead to situations, right? So... You know, it just it just sucks man the, 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 the Django effect is so real in so many different ways and it, and believe it or not we're talking a lot about money here but it, it's so much more than just money based situations too. That's why I even brought up the whole you on the phone but you're not on the phone oh that means you must be gay or you must have another girl or something Look, it's everything we do has to be damn near perfected as much as it possibly can image image wise. Because that's what our people are holding against each other. And honestly, so is really the rest of the world, but mainly our own people. And it sucks because we can't really just live. You know, we can't just live a life and whatever we have to do or whatever we feel like doing, we do it because we have to always think about what are those brothers down the street or those sisters down the street going to think about us when they see us doing this. We can't even date out of our race without people looking at us funny. You know what I'm saying? It's like, we really, like, as a black man, like, we really live very stiff lives. And shout out to the brothers who at least partially, because I would say I'm not fully broken from it, but at least partially have broken away and done little things here and there to say, you know what? Today, I'm not going to care. I don't give a fuck. Fuck it. I'm going to walk down there. I feel like walking. I like to walk sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Like, or, you know, I don't care. I'm not, I, I, I don't, you know. I told somebody, like, I told somebody one time, I don't smoke, and, because I, at the time, I didn't, and they just took that and ran with it, bro, it was all these different explanations as to why I don't smoke, and I'm like, nigga, why don't you just give me my respect and my privacy, like, and I had to then divulge information I didn't want to divulge, but because, you know. Black people are so harsh to how they roast each other. I had to tell these, these dudes, like, bro, I'm on probation. I can't smoke weed. It's not like I'm just sitting here trying to act like I'm better than y'all or none of that. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just so much always having to prove yourself to people. That's what it comes down to. Like, we can't just live and just whatever. Like, you'll see white people walking, wearing whatever they want, doing whatever they want. They have so much freedom. Asians and, and Middle Easterns and... And all kind of people, but black people, we have to be so stiff because we have to think about what people think about us. Especially our own people, other black men and other black women, the kids, the everybody's thinking something. Everybody's saying something and black people don't know how to think something to keep it to themselves or keep it private. Eventually that shit spills into your life. And now, once again, that's where I say... It does matter what people think. About it. And even when you take the conversation away from this whole, this, everything we've talked about, even white, white people have to think about it too. Like, you, you know, cause when they go to their businesses, they have to look a certain type of way. But like, what I'm saying is like, when they come around us, we give them natural credibility. A white boy, you know, you ask him, Oh, you say, I thought you said you was rich. He said, Oh, well, technically I am. So why are you wearing those shoes? Um, well, honestly, I like them. They're kind of comfortable. And we just be like, Oh, okay, cool. Niggas say that shit? Well, excuse me, not a nigga. Black men say that shit? we're like, nigga, that nigga ain't no fucking rich. We always looking for niggas to be liars. We always looking for the black man. The black man is a liar. See, we always think the worst thing of our image is the gangster image, or the worst stereotype about us is um, deadbeat dead. No, the worst stereotype about black men is that black men are liars. When you really look at... I've even heard white women say... Um, you know, I have no problem with black men, but I don't date black men because they lie too much. You know, like we are known as liars and I, I really don't know where it comes from because we literally pry ourselves on keeping it real, right? Niggas love to keep it real, right? So just like, but people automatically assume, it's like, okay, even in the streets, right? You might have a dude who's street, he might move away or go to jail or something, and come back and be different. He don't want to shoot niggas no more, rob or whatever. Let's say while he was gone in jail or wherever he was at, he became a Christian or something or a Muslim. He don't want to do that type of gangster stuff no more, right? When he come back and niggas be like, "Yo, let's go shoot," or let's say a nigga want to fight him. Let's say there's a nigga who walks up and they get into it or whatever for whatever reason. He like, but I want to fight." He's like, oh, I mean, you know, if you hit me, I'll hit you back. But I, I don't really want to fight, bro. Like, I, I didn't come here to fight. I want to fight. I want to fight. Okay, you know what? Matter of what's crazy with this scenario, we don't, have to, we don't have to even talk about a dude who was a gangster and is not a gangster no more. It could just be a regular black dude who just tells another black man, I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. I don't want to fight. I'm not that type of person. And niggas assume, oh, no, it's not that you're not that person. You're a pussy. You're scared to fight me. And it's like, no, I would really honestly whoop the fuck out of you. Like, I would damn near kill you, my nigga. Like, honestly, if if you want me to be real, I didn't want to do it to you. (laughs) But if you want me to keep it one thou wow, nigga, if we fight, I'm going to hurt you. Like, bad. Like, permanently. Like, however, I don't want to fight. I just don't want to fight you. I have no beef with you. I have no anger in my heart to anybody right now to release any. I don't have any reason to stop what I'm doing to risk my freedom. To fight you. But when to see when a white boy say that we we really believe, like, okay, he probably ain't the type of person. You know, Asian man, same thing. Black dude, nah, he's just scared to fight me. He's just scared. And this is why niggas get so caught up in this whole snitch culture thing. And why is niggas snitching? And a lot of niggas, a lot of street niggas be like, but why so many niggas are snitching? I'll tell you why so many niggas are snitching, cause out of 20 street niggas, only three of y'all are thorough. The other 17, Django effect. They're doing what they feel like they have to do. And when it when shit hits the fans, they're going to fold. Because that's not who they really are. And if we in our community stopped pressuring everybody to be a certain type of way, you wouldn't have as many rats in the streets. Because you wouldn't have as many posers in the streets. Because the niggas who know in their heart, they're not street niggas, but just go be comic book niggas. And I'm glad to see black people are starting to get around to that. Now, I will give us that credit. We are starting to say, hey, you don't have to be a thug no more. You can be a black excellence, college-bound type dude. You could be an anime nerd who likes to play a computer. You don't have to be a street nigga no more, even in the hood. You go to the hood these days, there's a lot of young black niggas in there that's not on that street shit, like, at all. The street, if anything, I would say even here in Atlanta, the street nigga crowd in a lot of these actual specific neighborhoods, like, I'm talking about the neighborhood itself, not the city, the neighborhood, it's getting smaller. There's more kids on their iPad than there is on the block. You see? So it's, it's getting better. We're getting there a little bit. But I'm telling you, that's why the, we got to remember, even though we we do see more nerds and more different types of black kids now, we see jocks, all kinds of black kids, it, 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 the coolest black kid is still the street nigga. You see what I'm saying? So that's why you have so many rashes, because out of 20 street niggas, Active street niggas When I say street niggas We're talking niggas Who are involved In criminal activity Of some form Right Active street niggas Out of 20 of them Only f- I would say 3 bro I ain't gonna cap to you Out of 20 I- If I had to put a number I would say 3 I'll give you 5 I'll give you 5 Cause the other 2 They kind of You know eh, They're here and there Right The other 15 niggas That's all And remember It only takes one nigga To bring down an empire it only takes one nigga To rat And all y'all niggas Go to jail one nigga. Take one informant. And you got 15 to choose from. And that's per neighborhood. So if you and six other neighborhoods and y'all all in the streets together, that means there's more rats or potential rats amongst you guys than there are thoroughbred real niggas. So everybody know, why does somebody rat in the street? That's why. Six nine would have never Ever, ever, I don't care how much money he made, been able to be a blood in New York in 1999. Ever! 2017, it's possible. So you, you, you gotta really think about it, man. Like, this, 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 this is it really goes even beyond. We've talked a lot about not looking like a broke nigga. But you also have to worry about not looking like a bitch, nigga. It's like you have to worry about so much you don't get to live life. That's not life. Life ain't proven to a bunch of niggas you not broke. A bunch of bitches who ain't shit that you 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 are a worthy man. You're the only race of men that the women look at look at as disposable. You are nothing more than an ATM machine. That's or and, and then maybe some dick. You do you understand that? Like we have to so much. We have to worry about impressing these people so much because, like I said, remember, it's not just about them thinking bad things about you. It's about what they say about you, and then the opportunities that you 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 lose out on. And all the bullshit that comes with all the things, that they say. all the fist fights and, and your girl cheating on you or girls not wanting to be with you or whatever. So you have to worry about all of that now until you decide I'm done with the black community. I'll stay, but I don't care what y'all think about me no more. Or you go with people who don't give a fuck. Because what ends up happening is black. the average black man right now, I don't care how rich he is, I don't care if it's young, thug, or future. The average black man, in my opinion, is not living life. And I get for some niggas. Well, I like getting fresh. You know, I don't. I don't do it to impress niggas or bitches. I like getting fresh. I like wearing nice clothes, as you should too. And and I get that. You know, to those brothers, they might be the exception. And I'm not saying I feel like most black men don't want to be fresh. I'm just saying that the option isn't there. That's what I'm saying. For the brothers who really don't care what they wear. But they have to because if they don't, people are gonna assume they're broke. So a lot of young black men, they're not really living life. They think they're living life, and just ask yourself as a black man who understands where I'm, com- where I'm coming from, right? Ask yourself this serious question, right? What would you be focused on? What where, where would your priorities be? What would you be doing, right? If you didn't have to worry about what. Shaniqua and Devontae think about you? Let me ask you an even deeper question. A very deep question before we go. Where do you think the black race would be if so many of our intelligent black men didn't fall victim to the Django effect? How many black men do you think right now are dead? Are in the prison who had the potential to do marvelous things for our community and for our race. But they got caught up in the Django effect. How many? Where do you think we could be? You think we might have reparations by now? Have we shot down our own Martin Luther Kings and Malcolm X's? Yeah, they're in the state penitentiary. Have you ever been in jail? No, seriously, like anybody listen to have you ever been to jail? There's some smart niggas in jail, ain't it? Okay? So, like, I'm telling you right now that that this right here is literally drowning and draining our race of its potential because we don't get to live. You got even I know black girls go through the same thing with they weave and all that. They gotta, you know what I'm saying? They gotta keep up with stupid stuff. They don't even get time to really go live a life. You know what I mean? I, I had I took a black girl to a beach. She wouldn't even get in the water. She wouldn't even get in the water, you know, because of her hair. Like, it's just too much. So you don't get to live a life. You don't get to just be free. I want to dance crazy tonight. I want to just do it. Nah, that's corny. You got to worry about being corny. I want to talk to this girl how I want to talk to her. Nah, but you got to. We're the only ones. And then when you go hang out with white people and you see You really sit next to me like, damn, is this what life is about? Because you're focused on image and they're focused on internal. They're focused on, I want to have a good day today. You see what I'm saying? And they have just as much going on as you, if not more. Still don't care. And yes, they get fresh. They take care of themselves, you know. But what I'm telling you in their own way. But what I'm telling you is that there's always the option to say, you know what? Today, I think I'm going to let my hair grow out get real shaggy. Nobody looks at the white man when he does it and says, I think it just broke, trust me. If he had money, he'd get a haircut. No. Most the most might look at him and say, is he depressed or something? Like why he don't shave his face? But money, like they, we always go to these extremes. And see, when you say, is he depressed? They want to understand him and see what he's going through. If we do it, it's making fun of him. Ah, he hurt. Uh, nah, nigga, you don't really feel that way. You just mad because she don't want you. You see what I'm saying? We can't be. We can't even express our pain and our grief with things. With women especially. Because it's like, oh, nah, you haven't yet. That nigga just mad. She ain't no pussy. No, I'm, I'm really not, bro. Like I'm not mad about that at all. Like Damn, bitch. And it's like, no matter how much you plea... The more you plead and try to convince them, the worse it gets. they just keep making fun of you until you punch one of them in their fucking nose. Then when they sit there leaking, then you can say, okay, now listen to me. I'm trying to explain to you why I was mad. And they'll still make a fucking joke till you shoot them in the face. Then when they dead, you get a Ouija board, try to talk to their spirit, and say, now do you see why I was mad, nigga? You dead, stupid nigga. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is what's crazy, man. I just I hate this conversation, bro. But I was like, I have to talk about it, man, because I was gonna do something. And I was like, I can't do that because people gonna think I'm broke. And I was like, yeah, hey, man, I can't even just I can't even just let loose like that. Cause no black folk gonna think I'm broke. It's your boy Tommy V, Raw sex I'm out.